Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. And we're back. Welcome to Cribs of the Corn. I'm the great and powerful mystery. I'm the amazing Jay. I'm the... Oh, crap. Was it Enchanted Emily? Yeah, that sounds right. All right. That was a cluster fudge. You about pushed oh it in. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And together we are Cribs of the Corn <laughs> podcast. Um, thank you for joining us on this amazing uh, lake splashing episode. Oh, mm-hmm. fun. But before we get into the episode, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, a couple top of house things, front of house things, whatever you want to say. Uh, we have a bunch of conferences coming up. Our first one of September is Bigfoot and Brews, and that is the 10th. Come see us. Uh, then after that, we have the Southwest Virginia Bigfoot and Friends Festival, and that is September 24th. That's going to be a really fun one, too. Come see us. And then after that, we have uh, the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Conference. That's October 1st and 2nd. Come see us. Come see us. <laughs> uh, we have shirts available. I think we're going to get Wendigo shirts in stock soon. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Facebook or email for that right now. We're looking at getting a website made and make it ordering a little easier. Uh, but Jay's got to give me like $700 for that. Oh, okay. I need to work. <laughs> and then, uh, so we have Patreon. We have a really cool episodes on there. We have a really fun community. Uh, we do out, like we go to meet and greets through that. Like we do hangout sessions and stuff like that. Um, uh, and then you get to pick episodes and it, do your own episode and stuff yeah, like that. Extra content. Mm-hmm. Extra content and all sorts of new stuff we're planning on. And our current Patreon members, we're going to thank, uh, we're going to thank Rachel. She was our first. And then Sean, thank you. Ralph, thank you. Andrew, thank you. Nick from America Scaryland, thank you. Andy, thank you. And Jay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Now, what are we talking about to this week, Jay? We are going to Vermont slash New York-ish area okay. to cover a lake monster. Are you sure that's in Vermont? It's outside of Vermont. I'm just picking on you. Okay. I, like, I just looked it up. Like, yeah. I just told you it was in Vermont. And I looked. We're going to cover Champ. Bum, bum, bum. Champ. Probably. Champ. What's Champ? 
another lake monster. But besides Loch Ness, it's probably one of the more beloved lake monsters. Like the community and stuff does a lot for Champ. Like they have a lot, like Champ base we're going to talk about later and stuff like that. But the lake itself is Lake Champlain. Mm. So I started telling you the story. It was a great lake for a while. And it was kind of funny how it happened. Uh, the from I believe it was the governor of Vermont had this humongous bill. And hidden somewhere in there was to make Lake Champlain a great lake. Oh, really? And he did it secretly. And it was a great lake for like 15 days. Oh, before they realized what yeah. they signed off on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the fe- I can't think of... There was some federal agency or something super mad about it. Mm-hmm. Because a great lake requires a lot more attention and stuff like that. It was weird. Is that why he wanted it in there? Yeah. It just went for tourism and stuff like that. Yeah. Or the new Great Lake. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was like one for 14 days or something like that. It ain't bad thinking, though. To no, try it's to... Not. No, it's not. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. He was... Uh, I can't think of which governor it was. I didn't learn his name. But he was known for being kind of a shyster. His name is probably Ralph. You're just throwing shade at Ralph. No, nah, huh? I'm just kidding. His name's Jeez. probably Chad. Chad. Very Chad move. All right. No, I just wanted to give, just wanted to say his name. So the lake, <laughs> the lake, and the actual lake, Lake Champlain. Whoops. Okay, you got to stop that. Every time you're in here, you mess with that stand. <laughs> I, all I was trying to do was get my drink because I'm push the button. Push the button. <laughs> Y'all are so mean to me. We got new buttons. We got new buttons. Program. <laughs> we got new buttons. All right. So back on to the lake. Uh, so Lake Champlain was named for its discoverer, Samuel D. Champlain. Uh, Lake Champlain is spectacular. It is a hundred mile long lake. I don't know if it actually is a hundred mile long lake, but it, I think it's roughly about a hundred miles. Uh, it's huge. It, it's it's a very large lake. Um, its maximum depth is somewhere around four hundred feet. Oh, uh, that's pretty big. It's it's pretty deep. Uh, lake Michigan's. I think its maximum depth is around eight. Hundred. Oh wow! Okay. Lake Michigan's a deep carved lake, and Lake Erie's very opposite. Yeah, Lake Erie's a big muddy pond. Mm. My favorite big muddy pond, but it's still a big muddy pond. Um, but yeah, so the lake, uh, most of the shoreline is you know twelve to fourteen feet deep. A lot of the lake is like a shallow or area with a big deep hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, as far as biologically speaking, it's a very nicely set up lake. It's a big wide range of habitat. For these deep lakes, you need the shallow edge line to produce food. Gotcha. So it's it's biologically speaking very nice. It's nice. Okay. It's nice. <laughs> but yeah. So any questions about the lake itself? Uh, not about the lake yet, but I got a question about Champ. Why is his name Champ? His name is Champ. But why not it's the Champ? First, it's the first five letters of Champlain. Yeah, I know, but it's because it's French. And the way you pronunciate. It's because the French language makes no sense. Well, we already knew that, but mm. it's a dead language. Neither does the English language. Yeah, it makes more sense in France. To us, maybe. Read and red. It's spelt the same. The only way you can know which one's which is... Kansas, if- Arkansas. Yes. You're making her point. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make... It's because of the French. See, this all goes back to the French. We don't have a big not listening entirely. base in the French, but <laughs> I'm sure they're not listening anymore. Yeah, exactly. I was just... Yeah. Okay, okay. Makes uh, me want a baguette real bad. Oh, and see, now I like the French again. I like baguettes. Mm-hmm. They're back on the list. Baguettes. Croissant. All right, back onto this. <laughs> no, you touched my croissant. 
we're going to get into the early history of Champ. Okay, so in the beginning, the indigenous people who have lived there for a long, for a long time said the lake is haunted. Uh, the Abenak and the Arcasius are the two native tribes Iroquois. in the area. Huh? That's Iroquois? It's Iroquois. Where? Which one's Iroquois? Okay. The indigenous people. Oh, yeah, it is Aben, Abenaki and the Iroquois. Yeah. All right. Okay, the Iroquois. Uh, have their own legends saying a large creature inhabits the lake. Uh, they said it, it looked like a large horned serpent or great snake. The Arbukak, is that how you said it, Jay? Abenaki. Abenaki. Yeah. Turvet for the, this creature is the... Do you want to try this word, Emily? I'd say it is Giyaskog. The Giyaskog. Okay. Uh, so the early 18th century, they warned the French explorers about the uh, disturbing the water of the lake, so to not to disturb the serpent. Basically, I, a lot of the legends is like they wouldn't go through the middle; they'd go around the edges mm. because the middle's where it lived. Uh, but the French are so Samuel D. Champlain, which the lake is named after, is off is often erroneous, erroneously credited. I cannot read today. It's going. It's starting <laughs> off good. With uh, being the first European to set sights on Champ. So he actually seen the monster. But uh, readings of his account show that he saw something near the, the surface of the river. Uh, nevertheless, his accounts of his sighting is interest to anyone who is interested in the lake monster. Did that have a year on it when he sighted it? Or? Well, you're going to read his description. Okay. All right. So that paragraph right there. So Champlain mm-hmm. described what he what he saw like this. There is also a great abundance of many species of fish. Amongst others, there is one called by the natives, oh gosh, <laughs> Cheosaru? Yeah, sure. Let's try that. Which is of various lengths, but the largest of them, as these tribes have told me, are from 8 to 10 feet long. I have seen some 5 foot long, which were as big as my thigh. And a head as large as two fists, as my two fists, and with a snout two feet and a half long, or two and a half, yeah, two feet and a half long. Yeah, it's written, remember, it's been translated from French, or French to English. The dang French. Mm-hmm. And a double row of very sharp, dangerous teeth. Its body has a good deal of, sh- of the shape of the, okay, let's read that again. Its body has a good deal, <laughs> the shape of a pike, um, but it's protected by scales of silvery gray color and so strong that a dagger could not pierce them. Do you know what fish he's ooh. describing? Um, no. So, a, ooh, a bowfin. No. Oh, okay, darn it. You're both wrong. Oh, wait, wait. Um, Is it a gar? Keep reading. Okay. Historians think champ is probably a garfish. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> the next line. Like alligator gar is what I was guessing. Yeah. Um, thinks... Champ is probably a garfish or lake sturgeon, which still lives in Lake Champlain today. Champlain's description of the creature sounds very much like a garfish, albeit much larger than usual. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, it, he was describing a gar, a uh, long-nosed gar, uh, to be exact. So, Because those have the scaly plates, Super right? armored. Yeah. Uh, I, when I go to clean them, I'd have to use a uh, pair of uh, wire snips. Oh, dang. Okay. Uh, and they're interlocking, so it's really like a suit of armor. They only have a couple soft spots on their body. Man, can you, like, save those? You know how, like, yeah, you can skin a Nav- rabbit? the Native Americans used them as spearheads. Just the scales? Mm-hmm. They're I sh- super serrated and super strong. 
I want a pair of boots with those on them. I don't know if you could do something like that with them. Hmm. Uh, right. Once you once you kind of break the armor, it breaks. Oh, gotcha. So I can have like a neat hat. I don't. I don't think so, but we could see. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's describing Gar. Okay. Uh, so a lot of a lot of historians that look into Champ kind of point out is like, see, they were seeing him all the way back then. What he seen was a fish he hadn't seen before. So when the Europeans, you know, got here, pike and perch existed mm-hmm. in Europe, or they still exist in Europe. So when they got here, those fish they could recognize them. Uh, they're a little different. Uh, they're sub. They're different species technically, but really similar in looks and behaviors. Gotcha. That's why like. A lot of stuff here is called carp and trout, even though they're not carp or trout or pike. It's just what they... Like, walleye were yellow pike. Okay. Like, that was their their first name hmm. uh, for the, the Europeans that got here, because that's the fish they knew that had teeth from where they were from. Yeah. And it's yellow, so they're just like yellow pike. Oh, there you go. Car- our, our quillbacks, our carp suckers and stuff, they got the name carp, because they were similar in look to carp from Europe. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, a lot of these... The fish they didn't have a counterpart for were the ones that they were classified as monsters. So long-nosed guard can get five, six feet. Uh, they look scary. They're harmless. Mm-hmm. Uh, their teeth are made to catch them. They're, they eat very, very small fish. It's like a gharial alec, crocodile. They're really long, Snout, thin. Yeah. Snouts with the yeah. razor teeth. Alligator guard were nowhere close to Vermont ever Okay, uh, for a long, long time. You know, they need warm waters. They breed... They're river fish. The way they breed, they need uh, terrestrial grass to lay their eggs on. It's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, so it wasn't an alligator gar. I've heard that thrown around a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's not an alligator gar. Long yeah. nose. Doesn't make sense, right? And he, five to ten feet is very large. Uh, or, you know, ten, the ten foot, the higher end of that range. I don't think they were that big. I think they were just having trouble explaining how big the fish is. And that was just his account, right? Yeah, he said he'd seen him five feet. Okay. Because earlier in the description, didn't the natives say there was something with like a horned, it was like a horned serpent? Yeah. So that was the, yeah. The natives, there was a couple different beasts in the lake. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it might not be describing the same exact thing. Right. All right. Okay. So the lake monster legend starts to grow. The next famous account uh, appears in the Pittsburgh Republic newspaper on Saturday, July 24th, 1819. Uh, Captain Churn was aboard of a scow on the Bellawag Bay uh, the previous Thursday morning when he reported seeing a black monster about 187 feet long. Very exact. He got a tape measure out. 187. Mm-hmm. And a head resembling that of a seahorse. Uh, it reared up from about 15 feet out of the water. Then claimed the monster uh, he saw had three teeth, eyes the color of a pearled sick onion i don't i don't know what that mm. is this is a peeled onion stop correcting me <laughs> just helping you <laughs> a peeled okay a yeah. peeled onion yeah i can't read if anybody at home doesn't know is that just like saying like the white basically its eyes were white maybe yeah almost like a walleye when you uh you know how walleyes yeah. can kind of have that whitey cloudy yeah. glow yeah it's because of their the, the a disc in their eye to help them see better at night hmm wonder if that's what it was though it could it be um, a white star on the top of its forehead and a belt of red around its neck. At this remarkable level of detail concerning the object that was uh, account- encountered by the witnesses some 200 yards away. Hmm. So weird. It almost describes... What do you think it describes, Emily? Mm-hmm. What was that one salamander we had? 
What was that salamander we had? They only had like the two teeth. It was like really long. Oh, Amphiumas. Yeah, that one. That's what it reminds me. Huh. It got. It does kind of sound like a, a very big, a 200 foot long Amphiuma. We'd all be dead. Yeah, but hmm. I'm sure like they probably grow to their environment, right? Not not that much, but yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe this one did. Yeah. There, I don't think there's any in the... There are southern species, but there's sirens and stuff like that. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Um, I was still... In my head, just thinking eel with the length and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. The just, color is weird. The ring of red. Yeah, that's strange. The only right? thing I could think of is a ring neck snake, but they don't get bigger than like a Pepsi bottle. And that white star on its head. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a lot of fish that have a star on top of their head, especially if they're looking up out of the water a lot. Hmm. And he said it reared back, had the head of a seahorse. Yeah, that's strange too, ain't it? It's 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 very odd all around. It doesn't really fit a lot of conventional creatures it almost fits like a you know you know like on the old maps where they draw the sea creatures and mm-hmm. like the oceans and stuff like an actual sea dragon like something like that which yeah. reminds me of like one of those pictures maybe you'd see mm-hmm. hmm. could be all right moving up to 1873 was a busy year for champ the new york times story reported that the railroad crew had seen the head of an enormous serpent in the lake very bright silvery scales and glistening in the sun both the men and the monster were parted ways at some point. So it was kind of, they're building a railroad along the lake and they kept seeing this big silvery head popping in and out. Mm. Any comments? He's just interested. Mm-hmm. Curious little, curious guy. Mm, curious. Curious. Curious 180s. champ. Yeah. <laughs> in July the same year, a Clinton County Sheriff reported an enormous snake or water serpent. He thought it was, you know, 25 to 35 feet long. Then in August, a steamship uh, encountered champ by running into it. Oh, whoops. He, they hit it. The ship nearly turned over, according to the tourist on board. Wait, a steamship? Yeah, like the big... Yeah, that almost got flipped? Yeah. Okay, that's a big... Champ was probably sleeping. Yeah, that's a huge creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, never one to miss a trick. Showman, P.T. Barnum. So, P.T. Barnum, how many cryptids has he tried to buy? Yeah, I know, time? right? Yeah, he always has a reward out for any of them. This is the most I think he's offered for any of them, though. Okay. He offered a $50,000 reward. In the 1800s? In 1873 for the hide of the serpent. Wow, I would have been faking that if I was a... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another group cited Champ in 1945 um, when passengers of the SS... I'm not going to try to say that word. Claimed to see the creature. Hmm, so another sighting. Mm -hmm. Any of these... uh make the newspaper and stuff yeah like i just said uh oh the gosh new york, new york times, times picked okay. up pittsburgh republic yeah so yeah a lot of these are in the paper all right sweet okay interesting interesting any yes. comments emily okay. so they're just floating by on this giant lake seeing this thing a lot of passive really really reminds me of loch ness in the 40s okay when they had the big passive, boom yeah a lot, of, a lot of passive sightings mm-hmm where they're, most of the time these guys are just doing stuff and then champs there. It, exactly, yeah. And the only bad thing that's happened so far is they almost flipped a steamer. Yeah, but the the, hit, the ship hit it. Right, yeah. It, not like it did it on purpose, yeah. but... Yeah. Not a monster attack. It was probably sleeping. Yeah. If it's some kind of... Well, we'll get to it later. But if it's some kind of mammal or reptile, it probably sleeps floating towards the surface so it can breathe. Mm, okay. Uh, whales only... I think only sperm whales truly sleep... And they have their noses pointing up at the... At oh, the okay. Wa- the, Are they the ones that sleep up and down? Mm-hmm. They look like a bunch of floating bobbers. Yeah. Interesting. But, okay. So, huh. sightings heated up in the 1900s, though, with a lot of photos also. All right. Now it's getting juicy. Mm-hmm. 
1992, sightings told 180, with approximately 600 people claiming to have seen Champ all over the lake. Eager children cross the lake uh, on the ferry often to look for the monster, hoping for their sighting. A few people even managed to snap a photo of what they claimed to be Champ. Much like his mythical relative, the Loch Ness Monster, Champ sightings and photos have been been much debated and analyzed. Hmm. I can't wait to see him. Oh, (laughs) I was waiting. It looked like he had something to say. I have have the really famous photo we're going to talk about later. Okay. There's been a lot of debate over this photo. And that's almost like the original Loch Ness photo. Yeah. It's come out as fake now. The one with the big neck yeah. that comes that out. That was a submarine, a little toy sub. Yep. That one, yeah. That ruined a lot of stuff for Loch Ness. It sure did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the 21st century saw a new wave of sightings, which numbered in the double digits. Each summer was prompt uh, interest from Japanese television. The Ooh. Today Show, and like the Japanese are really interested in the story. Uh, NBC special, probably because they wanted to eat it. <laughs> Uh, in 2003, Discovery Channel did a special on America's Loch Ness Monster in the wake of three new sightings in the June of that year. Champ had been written about in Discovery Magazine and all kinds of just... Uh, just Folklore, almost? Uh, like Well, I was going to say like uh, college journals and stuff like that. Okay. Champ started to get like a lot of people looking into him. Interesting. Well, it's not... A jo- I mean, it is a big lake, but it's not a great lake size, but it's a pretty big... <laughs> It's not a great lake. You know what I'm saying. I know. It just it, was funny to me that they tried to sneak that in there. I know. It's not a great lake, but it's still pretty big, but mm-hmm. I can see why there'd be so much interest in it, you know? Mm-hmm. I left out a sighting, too. We're going to talk about later. Oh, on purpose or? Yes. Okay. Uh, although many people are speculative of the sightings of Champ, it is now protected by law on both sides of the lake. Hmm. So 1981, Port Henry, New York declares their waters a safe haven for Champ. In 1982, the state of Vermont passes the House of Resolutions protecting Champ. And in 1983, the New York, both the State Assembly and the State Senate passed resolutions protecting Champ. So what? You're not allowed to fish for him? You're not allowed to do anything against Champ. Okay. Passive or intentional. Gotcha. Uh, it, uh, the, the protections are pretty much similar to whales in the water. Like, if you directly cause actions that would hurt Champ. In your own ignorance or on purpose, it's still the same ruling. The fine's coming down the pipe yeah. towards you. Yeah. Huh. So there goes P.T. Barnum's uh, reward. Well, P.T. Barnum was almost 100 years before that. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay. Or he was over 100 years before that, yeah. Okay. 1870s, not 19. Okay, so that reward's 80s. definitely dried up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what do you think about this laws involving cryptids? We've talked about them before. There's not a whole lot of them. A couple of states have stuff for Bigfoot, mm-hmm. uh, but Champ had like a lot of cooperation over state lines and stuff like that, which brings legitimacy to the conversation. So, what do I, you think I, before I? I think it's good because then people aren't trying to like hunt them down or whatever and keep it for themselves. See, I don't know if it's I don't know why they formed the law. I don't know if it's that like to keep people from actually doing activities that could detriment the area or if it's to keep the tourism alive yeah or if it's they actually believe Ooh, which one is it i think it's the tourism not that saying he's not real because we'll talk about that later but i as far as the government's concerned i think it's more just a tourism act just like look 
Champ's so real. We're protecting him. Almost like to make up for the Great Lakes thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, you can't have the Great Lakes, but we'll give you this monster mm-hmm. and we'll pretend it's real too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Interesting. So, Emily, how do you want to say that name? Manzi. Okay. The Manzi photo. So, there's the photo. Everybody's seen it at one time or another. Uh, this has been heavily debated. We're going to talk about that, though. Uh, the most famous photo of Champ is the Manzi photo. It was taken in 1977. Sandra Manzi's account of her family's 1977 encounter with Champ was the most full-on documented sighting of any lake monster in history. Hmm. Kind of looks like a sideways whale. And that's just... With a flipper. I was going to say something else. Oh, a I see. different appendage. <laughs> Whales do that. He's using it as a periscope, mm-hmm. coming to surface, uh, looking for danger. Sandra and her two children and her fiancé, along with Sandra's uh, other t- two children from a previous marriage, were driving north shore of the Lake Champlain near the town of San Aldens? Adens? Aldens? Albans. Albans. Around noon, they stopped at a small bluff to overlook the lake. There's a lot of these old pull-offs of Champ- Lake Champlain where you look. It's really pretty. Hmm. As the children were wading along the shore, Mansi saw uh, what she first thought was that of a school of fish or a scuba diver around 150 yards out. Suddenly, the head and the neck broke the surface of the water. As her fiancé hurried to get the children out of the water, Mansi quickly grabbed her camera and snapped a photo. And then she put the camera down and watched the creature turn slightly and then disappear again beneath the water surface. Mm-hmm. The sighting lasted a remarkably long time. The Manzi estimated it for four to seven minutes. What is most remarkable about the photo, although examined by several experts, absolutely no evidence of tampering of this photo, man, making the Manzi photo the most credible evidence to date this lake monster. Interesting. So, yeah, pull back up that photo. Look at it. Get a good look, close look at this it. This has been so argued. Uh, there's a little diagram explaining how it's actually a tree stump. How it's a sturgeon jumping, how it's otters playing. I don't think it's the lake monster. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know what it is, but it's weird. I could see tree stump in this. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, but then for it to completely disappear, though? So, here's the thing. Was it rolling? I've been in the water with trees that roll. Uh, was it, you know... So the the big root, if it's a stump and the root's rolling, is it just doing like this kind of motion? So it looks like it's d- diving. That's hard to explain on a on a radio thing, right? Yeah. But you know, if it, it's just weird, it's we weren't there, so it's hard to say what they've seen. But this video has been analyzed by both sides super heavily. Oh, photo or video? The video, sorry, or photo. Okay. Oh my gosh. There you go. The next thing's a video. Oh okay, gotcha. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's the monster. Yeah. But I don't know. It, that is a very long time for it to be around, though. You know, four to seven minutes is a long time to get a good look at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wish I was there to see what they saw. But the photo, it, it there's something there. Oh, well, yeah. It's a, but what is it? I don't know. I don't think it's an animal. It doesn't look animal-y to me. It, it really does. I mean, I agree. Just because it looks, I don't know. I don't know. There's like a lot of hard angles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look. It looks more broken woody. Right. I could see that definitely. I mean, if 
if someone told me this is an animal and I just look at it for the first time, I could see it. Like, but oh, the okay. longer you look at the picture, the more you're like, exactly. It doesn't look like from where the neck's meeting the body. That looks like too hard of an angle. And because it, it's like turned completely sideways. Like, but at the base of the neck. Oh yeah, that so even it's not, too. It's not swinging. It's like a nine degree angle at the base of the neck. Mm-hmm. Like that's not. I that wouldn't be physically possible for a lot of animals unless like the water refraction makes it just look all strange and I weird. Know, it looks freaky. Like the longer you look at it, the more it does not look like an animal. Yeah, because let's say it's if it's an well, first there's no horn if that is it. Um, doesn't look that scaly unless it's just on its side and has a weird leg. Like oh, that could be like just its leg. Big flipper. Yeah, could be. There's a lot of weird stuff. It could be. Yeah, very much so. But I don't know what it is. Maybe it only... What's that one skipper thing that has, like, the two leggies? Oh, mud skippers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Their fins are, like, really... Their pec fins are really strong. Like arms or, Mm -hmm. like, little feet. Mm -hmm. All right, next, the Champ video. This is a really famous one. Okay. So, ABC News video. The ABC uh, News 5 in the summer of 2006, really recent, but he was taken by two fishermen with their digital camera. Before their sightings... uh, before the sighting, they were champ skeptics. They didn't believe in the story at all. Uh, it was as big as round as my thighs, the fisherman. I'm 100% sure of what we saw. I'm not 100% sh- sure what it was. Mm-hmm. His companion, Fisherman Dick, said that he never saw the entire body. Uh, what we saw always stayed at the surface, but part of the body would, uh, would come up above, like uh, the back of the nose or the head. So they act like it was breathing air. Um, hmm. As the as the Mandy photo, it appeared to, it had no tampering. Upon exp, uh, examination by the two retired FBI an- photo analysts, so basically these guys came on these retired photo uh, video analysts for the FBI. I can't see anything there that would suggest or indicate that this had been fabricated or manipulated anyway. However, there's no place in there that I can see or actually see an animal. Or any other object on the surface. Okay. So it's kind of a weird video. Yeah. But so they said, yeah, they don't see an animal, but they don't see any examples of tampering. Right. So it could be just some debris or something floating, bobbing up and down in the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never seen the video. I don't think. I, it's it's weird. I don't know. I, I'm going to revert to the actual FBI agents on this one that it doesn't. I think people really. We can talk about that later. I think people really, really want this. To be real. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anytime something weird is recorded, it's Champ. Okay. Well. And I believe, I'll spoil this now. I fully believe that Champ exists, but I think a lot of the evidence, quote unquote. May suggest otherwise. That it just isn't Champ. Okay. You want you you want to get a picture of Loch Ness so bad, so every fish is the Loch Ness jumps. monster. Yeah, yeah. Or just like when you're in the f- woods and you're looking for Bigfoot, every, every sounds every Bigfoot, sounds every Bigfoot. twig snaps. Bigfoot. I think that happens a lot. Yeah, and it's it's people just wanting to be confirmed, or people wanting to, I don't know, I guess not feel crazy, if that makes sense. They yeah. want to believe. They want to believe this is real. So. In 1970, this is a story I left out earlier. Okay. Dennis Hall caught a baby champ. Oh. This is really weird. He said it looked like a snapping turtle without the shell. So reptilian, beaked, uh, about a foot long or so. He sent it off away to the University of Vermont for ID. Uh, they couldn't ID it. 
Interesting. Uh, they didn't think it, it was weird. It, it, they sent it back to him. Uh, and he gave it to the local high school for their specimen collection. And they threw it away. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, no, that wasn't me. That was me. I oh. owe the case of beer. Oh, yep. He owes the case of beer this week. Um, the first one. Um, why couldn't they identify it? Like, what's what does that mean, we couldn't identify it? Uh, the University of Vermont, it's kind of weird. It really just means, like, they don't have anything in their biological collection that they can... Compare it to? Yeah. And whoever was on IED duty may have been pretty lazy, it sounds like. Okay. That they didn't think it was anything special, but they didn't know what it was off the top of their head. So they just discard it, basically? Well, they sent it back to the guy. Yeah. And then the high school he gave it to... Just got rid of it. They got. They threw it away. And I'm guessing it was already dead at that point. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it was. It was a preserved. Preserved specimen. in a jar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It sounds like a. What do you think? Salamander. We'll talk about that later. It was okay. weird. It was d- described as reptilian. Really, he said it really looked like a snapping turtle pulled out of the shell. Yeah, which can't obviously happen. Right. But um, I just, I just, I guess I don't understand. Oh, I can't identify it. You can identify something about it, you know. But is that it? Just reptilian? I'm going to assume he thought it was an exotic pet. Yeah, and not nothing special. Huh. Send it back. Wow. Hmm. But I don't know. You know, I don't know what the University of Vermont's protocol and ID and stuff is. If they can't guarantee a hundred percent ID, they may not give you one. Okay. Uh, just because that's policy. Right. Okay. That or makes like sense. we can't, we cannot confirm this is a eastern red winged, you know, barnacle eating lizard from South America. Or a sandhill crane, or, perhaps. So we're going to say we can't ID it, even though we feel like it's that animal. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have the proof for that. See, I could okay, I could see that. Uh, so they're just like, yeah. So they don't give an answer. They can't just take like a tissue sample and tell you it's 1976. DNA. Oh, that's right. That's right. No. It's not today. Yeah. No, they could not. Could and, they do that now? Yeah, sure. And then now they have the internet and stuff to compare specimens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they were pretty much basing off what they had in their collection. They mm-hmm. didn't have anything like it. And they didn't think they probably didn't think it was weird. They probably thought it was a lizard or something from somewhere else. Yeah. So they're just like, "Wow, well, we can't get the guy an answer." Imagine being the guy catching that on your hook. A couple lake monsters have been caught as babies. Really? Mhm. Okay, well this is one. This mm-hmm. is my first encounter of that happening. So what do you think about that story, Emily? I wish that they would have just kept it instead of just getting rid of it. Even if it was for, like, science kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have gone to my fish like, tank. this is something right. cool I have. Exactly. If I catch a baby lake monster, I'll be building, like, a sea world in my backyard. It, it, of course you would. practically have one now. I'd be like, you guys want to see something really cool? <laughs> I hand you a, a, a fish. I'm like, go to the pool out back. Toss this. Hold your hand over the edge. Mm-hmm. As a freaking kelpie comes up out of the water. It's one of those, like water and grow things you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah the little pills that turn to animals no and they have like even like a squishy one that starts out small, oh small and gets bigger and then we throw it in the water the longer it's in the water the like bigger it grows. i know oh, they swell about. up real big mm-hmm. yeah. yeah those are fun so we're gonna talk about possible explanations and i know people at home may be like this episode's really fast it's only a half hour in and they're talking about explanations there's a lot to unpack here. Okay. I wanted to get to this part fast. Okay. Uh, if you look at my notes, I'm only halfway through. Yes, I see that. So, what could it be? Giant eel. You know, that's kind of my always... I throw that at the wall for most lake monsters. I don't think that fits here. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into why later. 
just this the some of the sightings kind of fit this the body and everything like that classic horn serpent i'd say the only one that fits is that one that said it was like 187 that's a big that's the only one that's like screaming eel at me but yeah. that might not have been i don't champ think it, i don't think it was 187 feet okay misprint or what i think somebody was drinking and seen a really big animal. Yeah, I'm not saying small animal. I'm yeah. really big animal. I'm just like it's 187 it, feet. I know it's very specific. Like, what are you talking about? You are, are Vermont people known for being intoxicated a lot? It's not Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I they could be, but I don't freaking know. I don't know. I don't know nothing about. Let's Vermont. check that state or that map where yeah. it shows all the states black or counties blacked out. Yeah, with. Wisconsin is just solid black. Yeah, uh, Gar. Okay. You know, uh, that's been suggested a lot. Uh, I think uh, original Champlain, the actual guy, I think that's what he saw. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's seen the lake monster. Any chance, like, any gar in the fossil record that have gone extinct that uh, were that big? Not that big. Gar have always been around. Yeah. Uh, well, not always, but they've been around a long time. Yeah. Uh, before the dinosaurs and to modern day. Before sharks? Not before sharks. Okay. Not before trees. Okay, gotcha. Everybody at home, the joke is sharks are actually older than trees. If wrap your mind around that a statement mm-hmm. and it's true but it's weird it uh, hurts my brain so yeah the gar get big i mean alligator gar we have presidents to prove they were probably up to 16 to 18 feet and that'd be a 800 pound animal so it could be that something like that yeah that's alligator gar specifically oh, though, alligator, not, okay. not long nose long nose don't get heavy they get long they're yeah. more like a needle okay what do you think about the gar explanation emily that's what I thought it was. Either the gar or the sturgeon. Well, okay, so the next one on the list is sturgeon. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't know about sturgeon. Uh, they don't like to spend a lot of time on the surface. They are naturally kind of curious, though. Okay. So sturgeon get out of the food chain. So when we see these larger animals getting out of the food chain, they get really curious about things like elephants. Okay. Elephants will kind of, in nature, walk up to predators and stuff like that. Because they know they're not, they're not really in any danger. Right. It's like you seeing, you know, a badger. You know, a badger could bite you pretty freaking hard, but you're going to kick it to death. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you're not really in any real danger or a coyote, you know, a single coyote. You know, you're you're not scared of it. So sturgeon could be investigating, like, the rail workers and stuff like that. Just kind of, like, popping their eye out, seeing, oh, what's that going on over there? Yeah. This one gets thrown around a lot. A blesmosaur. Okay, what is a? I gotta get to the old Google on this. Yeah, so a blesmosaur is the ancient relative of whales. It looked more like an aquatic crocodile uh, than a whale. Okay, Big teeth, long reptilian-like head, uh, no fins. Uh, they really swam with like undulating their body, not their flippers. Okay, unlike whales do today, which they swim by you know big powerful flippers. How do you spell blesmosaur? Good luck. Wow, that's not spelled right on the paper. Just so everybody knows. Oh, okay. And then I was looking at the alcohol consumption in Vermont. Mm-hmm. They're listed number seven of ethanol containing alcohol for per capita. But then for gallons imported or whatever, they're number 48. Oh, so they don't, mm. they're not that big of drunks. So the, the, the Vermonteers aren't? Mm-mm. What would you call them? I don't know. Vermontites. Vermontites. There you go. Wasn't Washington from Vermont? George? Yeah. I don't know. He had wooden teeth. But wasn't he from Vermont? Anyways. So, I thought he was from What do you think about that? Big prehistoric whale. 
like really old stickleback whale. Well, I don't know of any freshwater whales. Hmm. So I'm going to count that one probably no. Hmm. Or is there one I'm, I don't know of? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it, baby girl. No freshwater. It was Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. V. So the next one, plesiosaurs. The big long necked uh, marine reptiles from the Jurassic. The ones that um, they always say Nessies. Yeah. So a couple of things be. with that is plesiosaurs could not lift their head out of the water. Okay, so that photo's already... Couldn't not, need that photo. It's it's kind of weird. So plesiosaurs, the way their necks were built, as far as I understand currently, is that they were very weak because they were not picking them up out of the water. Okay. Uh, you know, they were keeping buoyant. They were super long, so they could get closer to schools of fish without their main body. Hmm, okay. Uh, it's like what swordfish do with their bill. Yeah. Because uh, the little fish don't react to the last second, so you miss them. Gotcha. If they react too soon, you, you, you counter. So that's kind of like why they had super long necks, but they, we really don't think they could pick them up out of the water, mm. let alone this big, long arc, you know, looking overlooking a boat and stuff like that. Right, yeah. Uh, some snakes can do that, but... Oh, it's birds outside. I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's a plesiosaur. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow that one either, because just for that simple fact alone. Emily? What was the question? Sorry, I was looking at what you call a person from Vermont. What do you think about the plesiosaur theory? I mean, it's plausible. I think on this list, it's the least. They've been extinct the longest. And plesiosaurs were all pretty much tropical or semi-tropical marine reptiles. Uh, there was some freshwater ones, don't get me wrong. Uh, but we, they did not look like they liked the cold water. Uh, they are more like... They'd probably go about as far north and south as crocodilians. Okay. Uh, so they can handle some cold probably, but not like Vermont or ne- Loch Ness. Right. It's constantly always cold. Vermont is pretty... It's up there. The water's always cold. It's not Sweden up there, but it's up there. It's up there. The last one on this list, which has some surprising evidence, to say the least. Ooh. The inland whale. So, so there is an inland whale or a freshwater whale. We're going to talk about that next. It's weird. This this is weird. Do they look like beluga whales? Yes, they do. I'm Googling it. All right, I got pictures for you. Okay. Oh, cool. They do look like little uh, belugas or what's the other? The Charlotte whale. Charlotte whale. Mm-hmm. So this is discovered in 2015. Bones of a whale in, uh, in Lake Champlain. Okay. Or around Lake Champlain. Charlotte's the town, so it's called the Charlotte's whale. Okay. Cousin of the beluga whale. Uh, and this was in 2015. Um, but yeah, at, after scrutiny of the bones in, uh, by leading European and American scientists, they offered an answer. It was about it, a beluga whale. It's a cousin of the beluga whale was discovered. Okay. And they think what happened is, if you look here, I have drawings for you. Okay, hold on. Glacier, as the glacier's retreating, a population of whales got trapped in Vermont ah, specifically. Okay. Or the whole Great Lakes. You know, around this thirteen thousand years ago. So there's some evidence of actual freshwater beluga whales. Wow, okay. In the Great Lakes or yeah. just Okay, sweet. What do we find their bones or something? Yeah, or? like no, the Charlotte's whale was discovered in Charlotte the city on Lake Champlain. So uh, they literally found okay. whale bones on the beach of Lake Champlain. Like uh, fossilized bones or fresh 13,000 years old. 
Oh, okay. So not fossilized, not fresh. Gotcha. That weird little... Boat. In between. Mm. Well, both. But yeah. It's crazy. It's... And then, so... What do you mm. think about that? I have a lot on it, but I'm gonna, we're not going to get super into... Well, I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know whales could, even in the past, were in, like... Besides, you know, um, like, is a manatee a type of whale? No. But uh, So, um trying to think of other things like that. Because that's what that picture kind of looked like. It was like a manatee, almost, like, shape. Beluga whale. It looked like, just like a beluga whale. Beluga whale. beluga whale. Oh, it is a beluga... Okay, well, I didn't know beluga whales were... Oh, yeah, there we go, beluga whale. It's I'm, not a true beluga whale. It's in the family. I'm looking at this picture of uh, whales, dolphins of the North Atlantic. There's Look up. So it's literally called like Charlotte's whale. Charlotte's whale. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I want to see that too. But yeah, I'm looking at all these whales in general. and So basically, it was what they were calling the, the Champlain Sea. So it was a part of the ocean that started to get pulled apart. Uh, we've seen this. So the weird thing is we've seen this with the freshwater. The only freshwater seahorses in the world... Or the, or the ones in South America that oh. the ocean threw them up into a lake in the mountains. Okay. So they literally had a couple thousand years of desinalization, basically lacking salt yeah. to adapt to it. That's that's not uh, that lake uh, uh, Machu Picchu. Yeah. It is? Yeah. That's where they're at? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's because like a little the, mystical place. Yeah. That's because pretty cool. the big natural disaster they had happen there. Uh-huh. Uh, caused seahorses to live in the mountains. That's pretty awesome. The weird one, yeah. Oops, I'm looking up Charlotte's whale now. Okay, cool. So, what do you what do you think about that? What do you think about a whale being in an inland lake in Vermont? Well, with the bones evidence, that doesn't. I guess I'm not too surprised. I'm shocked to learn about it. I here's, guess. Here's the weird thing. It's a whale. Yeah. Coming up for air on the surface. Very curious animal. Very large. Uh. Very boisterous. Okay. How could it not been discovered? How have we not seen it, heard it, or whatever? This is what this is. And this goes for a lot of the options that aren't fish, basically. Yeah. You know, air breathers. They should be on the surface pretty much constantly. Blue whales are naturally very curious. Mm, okay. Well, is there uh Well, before I jump to that, um, why we can't see them, what about the scales? But it's described by the See, one guy. It seems like there's like three or four monsters in the lake. Yeah, and most does, of the other ones it? are fish. Okay. So back to the whale. Is there a. Does that Lake Champlain open up anywhere? Deep caverns inside? I don't think so. Does it connect to anything? I don't think so. Hmm. That'd be. That'd be. Yeah, I don't know. Be worth looking into, I It'd guess. Be, my thing is just the sounds. And it's a whale. You know, it's not an animal. You know, when we talk about. That's my biggest thing with marine reptiles and stuff like that being in lakes, mm-hmm. is it doesn't make any sense. At all. Because they'd be found. So I was really passing this over until I read the article from the Fauna Communication Research Institute from 2003. Okay. They were doing, so they record, uh, they're nothing to do with cryptids. They record basically audio sounds from animals all over the world. They were in Lake Champlain studying zebra mussels. Mm-hmm. So zebra mussels do this weird clicking. Mm-hmm. And as far as a like a sonar or anything like that, it's really weird to hear. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like... Um, like the biggest thing when sonar was developed was getting rid of the background noise of shrimp in the ocean. Oh, okay. Because they click. Yeah. It was pretty much deafening 
for so it was blinding. So they had to tune that out. So they were working on this stuff with zebra mussels to kind of figure out how to tune that out. Hmm. They recorded once a biological entity, big, a large biological entity using echolocation. Oh, okay, like a whale. The only marine, the only animals that use it in the ocean or in the water are whales and dolphins. Mm-hmm. It almost identically matched that of the northern beluga whale population. Oh, interesting. Once. One time. One time. They did all kinds of analysts to prove it wasn't a faulty piece of equipment. It was, uh, let me see if I can find, they recorded it over a big, a big duration of time, like a couple minutes. Okay. As far as that. And then it stopped. Oh, okay. So it happened multiple times in this one recording. Or is it just one? No, like, one, one continuous, like one animal, like oh, using it. For it, two minutes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And then it stopped. And they never recorded it again. They looked. There's still people looking to this day. Mm-hmm. They recorded, uh, the animal was estimated to be 15 feet long. We, we, with sonar and stuff like that, we, or echolocation, we can pretty well determine the size of an animal. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It's, I don't understand it. It, it was a whale. It, it really points to it being a whale. Is there any population of big dolphin or species of big dolphin? Like 15-foot uh, dolphin. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just curious about that, uh, too. It's not really the whale versus dolphin thing. I'm just saying a large mammal. Yeah. They're all cetaceans. Okay. So they're all one branch of the other, yeah. basically. Yeah. So I think blue whales actually are porpoises, like killer whales. Oh, okay. Uh, But yeah. So a 15-foot animal that's using echolocation in the lock. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a reptile. And that's really why I'm straying away from the eel. This is a credible institution that's not a monster hunting group. You know, it's one thing when it's a monster hunting group. Yes. It's another thing when it's just somebody, like, doing a zebra mussel survey. And then this pops up. And they're like, and I, as far as I knew, the guy had, that one of the operators had heard beluga whales before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, huh, that's really odd. You know, we're getting a beluga whale recording. He thought, I think if I remember the story right, he thought the lake opened up to the ocean. Yeah. Directly. So you think so he, he thought, thought it was just a beluga whale. He's just, like coming into the lake. Yes. They do that sometimes. Yes. Like in uh, bays and stuff like that. So he wouldn't even think nothing of it. And the other people are like, you know, we're in a landlocked inland lake mm-hmm. and you're hearing a beluga whale right now. Right, yeah, that's not right. So, do they not... Keep in mind, this was recorded before the Charlotte's Whale was discovered. Oh, okay. So, that's another piece of yeah, the... Yeah, because that was like in 2003... Was when the recording was. Yeah, 2015 is when they discovered the whale. Oh, that's nuts. That's nuts, okay. Do you think it does open up, then, maybe? I don't think it does. If... This is, this is a weird one for me. I want to point that it's the Charlotte's Whale. Yeah, it's still hanging out, but I don't under I don't understand how they could be hidden. Right. Yeah, and that's I don't just... think there's this big green scaly dragon like they depict champion. I think it's probably a darker colored blue whale. It's I don't think it's white like they painted that picture. Yeah, that's right. whale. Mm-hmm. Blue whales are white for mm-hmm. reasons of being living in the Arctic waters. I think this is probably a darker colored whale, slimy skin. Or it looks like slimy skin, shiny. You know, really shiny. Big bulbous head, big round head. Big bright eye. I've seen a pilot whale up close. There's another close cousin. They have huge eyes. Really yeah. intelligent, curious creatures. Pilot whales are curious and shy. Okay. They're super big, but you don't know. You most of the time people don't even know they exist. Mm-hmm. 
uh, so is it just because it's so smart? You know, whales are credited, whales, dolphins are credited for being hyper intelligent. Mm-hmm. Is it a whale that's smart enough to hide out in a lake that people are constantly searching for lake monsters in? Right. Do they know? Because you think if it's a whale and they're shooting sonar down there, it would be sensitive to that, right? You know, just because they use echolocation. Wouldn't they be sensitive to, like, whatever sonar beam? I don't know how it works, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that can, it can really mess with whales. But it seems like this creature has really adapted to not using echolocation unless dire. For, mm. for some reason, it used it one time once in 2003. Mm-hmm. That they ca- yeah, that they caught. Or did they all happen? So is it just that this legend has was, had a creature, like a blue whale? Mm-hmm founded on it and they can live i think they live in their 60s and 70s so were they already dying out right yeah and one or two happen to make it long just, enough because whales live for i think these guys live to be 60 or 70 years oh, old. okay gotcha uh, so was it just one blue whale or charlotte's whale that made it into modern times and it was an old individual doesn't mm-hmm. use echolocation much they caught it using it once before it died. Oh, here's... Now, what about this, though? I just thought of something. Okay. They found the bones, right? So a whale was in there, correct? Yes. What if the echo uh, location sound they heard was a ghost noise that was from, like, I don't know, 10,000 years ago that Could just be. replayed and they caught it? Like, you know, the EVPs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think that's possible? No. Why not? Because it's a lot louder than most EVPs. Well, because you don't normally catch them in the water. Maybe guess, water amplifies. Maybe, maybe. I'm. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it being a whale, let alone a ghost whale, Jay. Well, maybe not necessarily a ghost whale, but what if the sound just somehow made its way back to repeat? Like you catch, you know, some ghosts are on a repeat loop. Mm-hmm. Like if the sound is on a repeat loop, you only catch once every hundred years, and they just happen to catch it. That's why they never caught it again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just. I don't think so. You never know. I think. I think. I don't know. This is a hard one for me because I don't want to believe it's a whale because that sounds idiotic to yeah, me, right. from a biological standard. Yeah. But all the evidence is pointing at it being some kind of whale. Whale. For the most part. But because I do agree with you earlier. I, I think, think a lot multi- of the other monsters are just big fish. Because this was big one fish of the or first places or... the Europeans got to. Exactly. Yeah. And they hadn't seen a sturgeon. They hadn't seen a uh, gar. So these are monsters. Mm-hmm. These are truly giant fish. And there's things, you know, with population going way up compared to back then, mm-hmm. what, 200 years ago, roughly 150, um, a lot of that stuff might have just gotten wiped out naturally that were just natural mm-hmm. fish occurring there, and we just don't know about it. Right. good enough records, or they're hiding the records, or records mysteriously disappear in a drawer somewhere. Um, so, yeah, what if, I don't know, uh, there could have been multiple, it's, it is a big lake, it's not Great Lake Big, but it's big. <laughs> I mean, not, but seriously, there could be a lot of stuff living or hiding in there, but if it's still around, you'd have to imagine it opens to the, there's a deep cavern somewhere opening where it's just granting access to things coming and going. Just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You would think. What do you think, Emily? Is it a whale? I think it's a whale. And I said that from the beginning. And um, I, I <laughs> yes, I threw sturgeon out there first, but the rest of them I said was a whale. But I also think that the echolocation they caught was, you know, how like penguins mate for life. Okay. Maybe it was, there were two of them and this one was sending it out trying to find its mate it lost 
And since it didn't get a signal back, it just figured it died. So then gave up. Very to find sad, it. but a very interesting Plausible. thought. No, I, I'm not. I'm giving you a compliment. Very r- rational biological thing. I was thinking mating call after you started saying that. Is it maybe it's just something they really hold back on using, except for something like that, just finding a, just finding a mate or finding a lost calf or a lot, you know, a missing member that they, if they understand, they need to be quiet, not to be discovered. Whales know people are bad, mm-hmm. but they most of the time they go out of their way to help people, which is weird. And I mean, don't whales use echolocation in the ocean to you know? All communicate co- lot and long distances that's a different frequency oh, okay uh but we're not hearing anything that we we account to large organic beings except the one time 2003 that's what points me to being that it was probably one the last old individual well i'm wondering too if they if they were sticking around this long in that lake maybe they developed to where they don't need to use that's, it at all that's what i would think and that's yeah. why emily's thought of maybe either finding another member or mating call thing really kind of rings true to me yeah that it's really they it's vestigial now where they're just using it just for that. Yeah. Instead of, instead of constantly using it for sight and communication, they just don't need it. So wait, all right, let's add, when's the, what's the birthing cycle of a beluga whale? What do you mean? Like how long does it take to, uh, I think they have a pretty long gestation period. Yeah. Gestation. How long? I don't know. Off the top of my head. I think it's long. I wonder if we can play it right. Figure out from 2003. Okay. Let's say it, play along and say i found a mate that year now this now they got pregnant whatever how long again before they're searching you know for another one how long is it 12 to 14 months there you go oh okay so we would caught it by then i was about to say 12 14 years there's, like, there's oh. always and they give birth every two to four years there you go oh, okay so since that first recording there is always a sonic disc waiting in, yeah, listen yeah if they were still talking we would know yeah that's what is the weirdest thing about it to me is that I really think I think a lot of lake monsters have gone extinct. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of river monsters, a lot of these creatures have gone extinct due to pollution. Just because I know what other animals that we know about, like the hair lip sucker of Ohio, we barely knew about it. Mm-hmm. The year it was discovered, the next year it was extinct. Oh, wow. Okay. Same with the Sidomantum in Ohio. The year it was discovered, the year it was declared extinct. It was discovered mm. in March, declared extinct in August. Wow. Holy crap, that's really fast. Yeah, so we were just on the verge of finding, because we were polluting so heavy so fast, mm-hmm. we were just on the verge of finding these things as they were going out the door. So I'm not saying that they were all extinct by the you know the 19th century, but their populations have been hit so hard you just have a couple old individuals bouncing around, or mm. a, a young one. But th- then the baby champ makes no sense if we are going with a whale. True, yeah, that's a whole different thing. And giant salamander is a theory that gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What if there's a portal area under this lake and just all sorts of creatures and things or... I don't know. Or what if it's a dumping ground for genetic experiments? Yeah, this is Vermont. Like, Ugh, it didn't work, throw it in the lake, yeah. flush it, and now it's huge. I don't know. I think I think whale, it's weird. I would never, ever, ever, before doing the research for this episode, thought a whale. Hmm. Or a merman. It could be at all. Using echo. Echolocation, yeah. Big underwater bat. Yes, there it we go. It was just bat squatch. It was his resting place. It was No, he's on vacation. Yeah. These guys vaca- were just harassing him. It's his lake summer home. Yeah. 
There we go. We figured it out. It's Bat Squatch's summer home. It's Lake Champlain. So before we go, we're going to talk about the 2022 festival. What? The 2022. I was going to say 2002. Yeah. But my brain is melting. Um, But no, the Champ Festival. Oh, festival. So this happened this previous weekend. Oh, sweet. So we missed it. Oh, but uh, so they have champ movie monster movie night in the bay where you watch movies like floating in tubes and stuff like that. That's pretty fun. Uh, Saturday they have the crypto cave meet and greet. They have the cardboard boat races. They have the champ day lure contest. Ooh. They have the create creative cove for the kids. They have the Penelope the clown stuff. They have uh, champ merch and vendors market. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, they have all kinds of cool stuff. Huh. Uh, you, vendors applications are now being accepted. They are due by May 31st, 2022. So this is for this year. So we'll get into oh. that next year. But yeah, I'd really want to go to this one. Well, this one falls at the same time as the Hawking one. Well, you know, we'll make oh, we'll those see. are decisions for next year. Yeah, we're, we'll have a meeting in December to really pick which ones we're doing next year. Yes. We're doing at least one a month next year. All right. But that's champ. What do you think? Final thoughts, Jay. Interesting story. I think there's multiple creatures that have been cited as champ. I'm just going to, but we'll label them all under champ. But the, I like the the whale theory has got my mind intrigued for multiple reasons. But yeah, I think the, that with the echolocation, that makes sense with that one. But I also think there was a giant eel probably living in there that they cited a long time ago. I don't, it seems like it was a little bit of hodgepodge of aquatic monsters. Yeah, like there's maybe more than one creature living in this, but they're all labeled as champ, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause, but there's something in there. I believe there's something in there still to this day, probably. would be my guess. That's where I'm falling on it. Okay. Emily? I'm still going with the whale. Is that all your final thoughts? Yes. Okay. I'm going with whale. For the majority of the sightings, mm-hmm. I think the rest of them were just big fish that the Europeans weren't used to seeing, mm-hmm. and so they labeled them as monsters, not the Native Americans. Yeah. Uh, lake sturgeon are very impressive animals. So are long-nosed gar. Long-nosed gar look terrifying because so many of their teeth hang out of their head. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they're harmless. They just look horrible. Nasty. It's like a possum. Yeah. Harmless, but looks scary. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think the majority of champ was a whale. I think the curious railroad creature was the the kind of star on its head and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining this as more like orca-type markings than being one solid color. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, they did say white, too. And, and then a stripe around its neck and stuff like that. There, yeah. are, there are porpoises that have that coloration. Yeah. False killer whales and stuff like that have crazy colors. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of... It falls in like that... It's just so weird. It's a weird... It's, it, it is, it's a weird cryptid. Uh, I think Champ's real. I think Champ was a whale. I think Champs are probably extinct. Yeah. Or there might be one still lingering, knocking around out there. Yeah. Or two, you know. I think there was, a, I think a lot of these inland lake creatures that get trapped because of glaciers, they don't make it super long. Mm-hmm. Even though they adapt and stuff, they just, the genetic pools are never big enough. Right. Long last, yeah. the long lasting effect. Mm-hmm. A couple thousand years and that's pretty much it. Hmm. Because they just, they don't have the genetic variability. They'll have like eight fins and on one hand and more like infertility oh okay <laughs> that's what's gonna happen a lot with whales blue skin and there you go blue skin all right i've been the great and powerful mystery i've been the amazing jay and i've been the enchanted emily 
and together with Crits of the Coin podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And we will catch you next week with more monsters and mysteries from around the world. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.